0: In this mid-season finale, Castian and Neon are on the run once again, as Bone attempts to complete an order left behind in the long-abandoned codes of the cloning facility. Okay, for Destiny Point, Angela, I want to immediately hit my hand down on top of Bone's dome to try to turn his indicator light from red to blue, kind of like Han Solo did to the Falcon.
1: I'll take it.
0: All right, Destiny Point, well spent.
1: And he flips to blue. The security droid comes to a stop, depowering. It looks like the droid had about enough energy to walk forward, but then turned off. The battery is completely
0: empty. All right. Now, Bone, do you think you can hold yourself together at least until you can tell me what the hell's going on? Get one of the screens up and running. And
1: one of the screens flickers to life.
0: Castine walks over to it. What the hell happened? Why are you attacking us?
1: He doesn't know what you are
0: referring to. Okay, why would your indicator light turn red?
1: That is usually a sign of malfunction.
0: Okay, so you're malfunctioning. What did you download earlier before your malfunction occurred?
1: He found the programming for the original inhibitor chips.
0: The programming? Fantastic. Did you download it? Yes. Is it securely downloaded? Yes. So the the data is not getting into your circuits or memory. Of course not. Then why are you malfunctioning? I'm not malfunctioning. You just attacked us, Bone. We, We went through this. Are you not suddenly realizing that you're missing time at least? I mean, we were in the security room and then you tried to kill us and then you suddenly woke up on the platform. Is that correct?
1: He doesn't know what you mean by tried to kill you.
0: Okay. Bone, 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 bone. I need you to do a full system diagnostic. How long will that take you? Ten minutes. Ten minutes? Now, I want you to do that right now. Is that understood? Now, we're going to be watching closely, and we're going to turn you off if your red indicator light flashes again. And don't worry, I will will bring you back up when we can, and we will make sure everything's fine. Is that correct? Okay, good. You understand me. So, run your system diagnostic right now. I'm going to that security droid to destroy it before it wakes up. And Castian's just walking towards the security droid and slicing its head off.
1: You're able to do so easily.
0: I have no idea what's gone in the bone. Your data better not have corrupted him.
1: It's not my data.
0: Well, this fool, this errand. See, I can learn. He said you got the programming of your inhibitor chips. Is That's that- fantastic. Is that? All we need, or do you need blueprints?
1: The programming should be enough. If we know how they are programmed, we can create counter-programs.
0: Okay, so we can get out of here. Yes. Okay, that's going to be easier said than done. We're going to let Bone run his system diagnostic right now, make sure he doesn't go evil Bone on us. And then we're going to to figure out a way how to get out of here. And I think I might know a way, Castian says, as he looks down towards, you said there's a landing pad or a landing bay? Yes. With some old, old ships.
1: Yes, that look like, not only are they old, but they look damaged.
0: All I need them to do is get us to our platform. I mean, right now, our, our ship had all its electronics fried, so I need something to scavenge in order to get our ship running. So might be one of those. So right now, Castine is going to sit in front of Bone, like a worried mother.
1: As you are crouching in front of Bone, naturally very concerned nana comes and crouches next to you looking at the burn mark from the auto turret blaster that hit you this doesn't look great while we wait for him we should take care of ourselves
0: yeah we i got a couple of medical injectors in my bag let's let's heal up
1: so the use of a stim pack actually automatically heals five wounds oh great would you like to attempt to help
0: her? Yeah. Castian checks out her wounds as well and lets out a low whistle. They really got you good.
1: Would have been worse without my lightsaber.
0: That's true. Uh, so she caught like a, a burn in the shoulder and Castian, he can't help, not in a creepy way, but he's seeing if she has any marks on her from her slavery. He's never really established how long she was a slave before Kida found her. So he's just kind of can't help but look.
1: You do see a brand on her shoulder. You would recognize it as the Crimson Dawn Criminal Syndicate.
0: And he just finishes patching her up. All right. All ready to go. Just waiting on Bone. Yeah. Um, listen, I know Heat has probably said no to this already. Um, but when he uh, dies, uh, just let me know. Of course. And I know what you're probably going to say, but I want to offer it. If you're looking for someone to travel with. I mean, I'm not that bad of a guy. I'm not great. I am very annoying and incompetent in a lot of ways, but I am very funny sometimes.
1: She smiles sort of ruefully. Yes, I remember that. And that is very kind of you, but I have a mission, and- I am going to see it through, and if that mission ends successfully, and we bring down the Empire, then I'll absolutely come find you.
0: Yes, well.
1: You could always join us.
0: uh, (laughs) And be a freedom fighter? No, 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 they don't want me. A group tried to capture me at one point. They, they, They don't trust me. No one trusts me. I do. Yeah, well.
1: That's why I was happy to have you with me on this trial.
0: I wish you would just run away. It's safer running away.
1: Safer for who?
0: You don't owe this galaxy anything.
1: Or do I owe it everything? The Jedi are not without sin. I'm trying to make up for that. (sighs) Castian, you and Nienna sit in silence for a couple of minutes, only hearing the whirring of Bone's mechanics as he runs through that self-diagnostic. It's only going to be a minute or two more before he finishes up. Is there anything you want to do before he finishes his diagnostic?
0: No, I think Castian is just sitting there. But, you know, he's not like brooding at Niana's refusal to go with him or her decision to follow the Jedi way. It's just kind of it's a sad acceptance, but it is acceptance. She sees he's not going to argue or try to convince her otherwise.
1: And after a last few minutes pass... You hear the series of beeps that indicate that Bone has finished his diagnostic routine.
0: Castian's moving towards the screen, tapping it, and says, All right, Bone, what did you find?
1: There is a long error tone from Bone. And the light once again flashes red. And the screen that he'd been hooked up to illuminates once more. And one phrase scrolls down the screen over and over and over. Order 66, order 66, order 66, over and over and over again. And you can hear from the ceiling auto-turrets beginning to descend once more.
0: Oh no, I think he decided not to listen to my request to only hook up to the screen. And I turn towards Bone, seeing that he definitely has that red indicator light on. And then he sighs. all right, it's time to run. And with that, Castine's looking around. Are the auto turrets above us again, just like before?
1: Yes. And because these have been more exposed to the elements than the ones that were inside, they seem to be jammed a little bit. Servos are rusted. So you're hearing the shriek of metal as they are trying to descend, but they haven't been able to become fully functional yet
0: okay we're out of here castian says he ignites his lightsaber and moves towards bone and he's quickly going to turn off bone
1: i'm going to require that to be an athletics check to see if you have the dexterity because of course he's basically resisting
0: makes complete sense
1: your difficulty is one red
0: four successes and an advantage and three light side points if i want to use them but i think i'm I'm not going to use them
1: because you're able to just reach over and flick the switch.
0: Yeah, it's right under one of the crevices of Bone. I flick it, he turns off, and Castian immediately kind of lugs him over his shoulder and then looks around. Is there any more catwalk or are we kind of in a dead end area right here?
1: You could go back the way that you came. Of course, there is a hole in the catwalk that way. The opposite side of the observation deck, Also has a catwalk entrance, but you know that it was essentially a circle, so you'd just be going right back inside.
0: Nope, Castian doesn't care. What he's going to do is he's going to slice open the glass of this area, and he's yelling for Niana, we're jumping down. First, I should ask, how far up are we?
1: We're going to say it's long range.
0: I'm a Jedi. I can handle it. And Castian is going to look at Niana, and then he's jumping off with bone under his arm, and he's going to try to land as smoothly as any Jedi can. Can I use force jump to jump down there?
1: You know, I think so. It says that it's a, a vertical jump, but I would think that it should also work to be able to slow your descent.
0: I'm going to activate force jump, so I will roll for that.
1: Go right ahead. This is a hard jump to make because you do have the auto turrets. They are just about to open fire on you, so you need to avoid their blaster hits on your way down, essentially. Plus, you're weighted down with bone,
0: I didn't roll really well. I got one success, three threats, and I got a light and a dark side point. Uh, Castian is going to be calling on the light side right now. He has the points. He has the strain. So I'm going to use one point of strain and one destiny point to use the light side.
1: However, you do come down kind of hard. Those three threats are going to represent three additional strain that you take as you're ankle kind of collapses under you from the force of the extra weight of carrying bone as you land. So before Niana goes, because I rolled for the auto-turrets first. And the auto-turrets rolled very well. So compounding your problems as you are jumping, those auto-turrets are able to get just enough clearance that they can start to fire. And got two successes, three advantages. And a triumph. So, of course, these have the auto-fire quality, which means that with those advantages, it is going to activate the auto-fire capability, increasing your damage, bringing it up to a total of nine wounds, and then I get to roll critical hit.
0: So I soak four of that.
1: Yes, you do. Cassian, as these auto-turret blaster bolts come at you, the... Light and the heat from them kind of make your head begin to ring and you take the critical injury head ringer. There's going to be an additional purple dye to all of your intellect or cunning checks for the rest of this encounter. Great. So this is really just affecting your concentration.
0: Castian lands and just he lands on his feet, but he basically collapses right onto his knees as soon as the blaster bolt nails him in the shoulder. And he rolls a little bit with bone in his arms before finally getting under whatever he can find.
1: So you were on the observation deck overlooking where those old troop transport ships were. All you have to do is Roll back under the observation deck, it kind of hangs over that landing port, and the auto-turrets no longer have a direct angle of attack on you.
0: Okay, and how's Niana doing?
1: Nienna also took the full force of one of those auto-turret blasts, but she'd landed a little bit easier from her jump down and didn't have bone, so it just knocks her forward and she, it hits the ground. She's going to be prone, so she's going to have to use a maneuver to stand up, as well as she has the critical injury of Stinger, so she just has an increased difficulty on her next check.
0: But is she still in the line of fire?
1: With the force of that hit and taking the critical injury, she's not going to be able to roll quite yet. And so she is still within the line of fire from the auto turrets.
0: Castian is immediately holding out a hand towards her and ripping her back with the force. I have one upgrade of the strength, so it gives me a uh, silhouette one. Yes, it does. But I have to pay two points in order to get that. Okay. So Castian is going to hold out this hand, grab her ankle with the force, and just pull her back. And I'm going right. to see if I can do that. Bah. Okay. I will pay my two destiny points. Ooh. And my two strain in order to grab her and rip her back under this thing as these things fire down. But since I'm paying those two Destiny points, I wanted to look cool. She barely misses getting blasted away by these things.
1: Oh, not only does she barely miss getting blasted away, but you see how intense these blaster bolts are as they melt the deck plating into slag. There's now about a meter wide hole in the middle of this landing bay.
0: So Castian, he rips her back and then he kind of catches her as she falls in and they both crumble to the ground. He, his ankle is throbbing, his head hurts. And she is probably still kind of out of it from, you know, being knocked down to the ground. And it is lay there panting for a good five, ten seconds. All right. Note to self. Have a kill switch built into bone.
1: How are we supposed to get to that ship with those auto turrets?
0: All right. Castine's going to roll to his feet and then he's going to, from this distance, look out at everything at all the leftover transports. And he's going to try to use mechanics to see which one looks like it's something that could fly out of here.
1: Okay. So you're using mechanics as a perception. Yes. So how about we make this a perception roll, but I'm going to give you a boost die for your mechanics skill. And I believe that makes this an intellect check. So remember, you have an extra purple die for this, but I'm going to make it... An average difficulty check. I'm going to upgrade one of those purple dye to a red to give you the chance of using a destiny
0: point again. Wish me luck, people. One success. Okay. And a despair.
1: Oh, no. Looking at the troop transport ships, none of them look to be in great shape. They have been exposed to the elements of Camino for decades. Feels like a pretty safe estimate. But you know, there's one that's maybe 20 meters directly in front of you. Straight shot.
0: Perfect, Castian says as he kind of hands Bone towards Niana. Can you carry him?
1: Um, uh, yes, yes, I can.
0: Okay, I'm going to draw their fire. You go towards the transport.
1: You have no defense against an auto turret fire. If my hands are free, I have my lightsaber. I can parry them.
0: Castian pauses nods his head, realizing that he's used to being the person who takes charge and does the sacrificing. He's like, no, yeah, that makes complete sense. That he takes bone and he says, by all means, you go start deflecting and then I'll start running. Good luck. May the force be with you.
1: She smiles before activating her lightsaber and running out into the center of the platform. You hear the auto turrets once again charging up, having spotted a target. Now I'm just going to do one roll and I'll occasionally like narrate in a little bit of what the combat is happening. As the first volley of auto-turret fire comes raining down on Nienna, she flicks up her lightsaber deftly and with two quick movements almost faster than the eye can follow. She reflects those blaster bolts away from her.
0: And Cassian is charging. He's running towards that troop transport.
1: And Castian, with all of your focus on that troop transport ahead of you, you see that there's some detritus on the landing bay. Of course, after those decades, ships have weathered and fallen apart. Uh, Debris from the ocean could have been washed up in a high tide. It doesn't really occur to you. And why would you ever be looking for anti-personnel mines left behind by a chameleon droid? Your foot connects with a piece of this debris just as it registers in the back of your mind that that looks an awful lot like a mine. And it explodes. Having been kicked a little bit away from you, but please take three damage as you are on the outskirts of the blast radius of an anti-personnel mine.
0: Castian takes its explosion and just flies back. Trying to hold on to Bone, but I don't know if he succeeds.
1: Give me an athletics roll to see if you can hold on. This is going to be average with a setback die.
0: Four successes, three threats.
1: Oh. So you are absolutely able to keep a very tight hold on Bone. However, he definitely took some damage from this blast. With him being turned off, you're not able to ascertain the extent of it. But you know that blast hurt Bone.
0: Damn, Castian mumbles before uh, getting to his knees, picking up Bone. And now he's going to have to use the force. He's jumping uh, for the open transport, hoping to get there and not land on any more Camino lines? Yeah.
1: Chameleon, uh, anti-personnel mines left by a chameleon droid.
0: Fine, yes. Uh, he doesn't want to land on any one of those. I am going to jump using the dark side.
1: You are 100% propelled by fear at this point. Fear for yourself, fear for Nienna as you hear her cry out being hit by one of those auditory blasts. And fear for Bone, you still don't know what is wrong with him, in addition to the damage he may have taken from this last blast. And that message that he was outputting on that screen, you've never heard of this Order 66 before. You don't know where it could have come from or what it means for Bone.
0: Castian lands and... As soon as he finds a safe place for Bone to be set down, he does. Preferably somewhere where he can put it behind something to shield Mm -hmm. him a little bit.
1: Sure. There's several options for cover back here. It's a troop transport. So you have lines of benches where clone troopers once upon a time would have been sitting as they're being flown across the galaxy. But there are some cases that presumably would have held armor or weapons at some point. They're all empty currently, but you can stow him behind or even within a case if you wanted.
0: Sure. Castian's going to throw him behind the case and then he is running to the front. He's trying to get this bird up.
1: Okay. So this is an old ship that has been left to the elements. This is going to be an extremely difficult role. In fact, I'm going to say that it is... A daunting roll. Upgraded twice.
0: So am I rolling mechanics to get it back up and running?
1: Yes. That is the first thing to do because you tried to just flip the ignition. No dice.
0: I'm going to use one of my destiny points to upgrade a green into a yellow. Oh my God. I got two successes and two threats, but I got two successes. Nice. Wow. So yeah, Castian, he immediately falls into the pilot seat, uh, tries flipping on just the engine, doesn't hear anything, and then he reaches underneath, starts fiddling around, remembering something he used to do uh, when working on the drills that used a lot of Clone War technology back in the day, and he finally grabs the right wires, twists them around, and he gives it basically a, it's a cheat to get something up and running immediately, and suddenly the engines just fire and this thing's ready to fly?
1: It is. You don't know how long it is going to last, though. You've, you've got it powered up and the engine seems to be running, but half of the dials and indicators in front of you seem to be dead.
0: I'm going to pay you a destiny point. The one thing that isn't dead are the weapon systems on this thing.
1: For one destiny point, you've got two shots.
0: What do I get for two destiny points?
1: You would have one fully operational laser cannon. I'll
0: pay two. Okay. Castian is raising this thing up and spinning it around because he doesn't know where Niana, how she's doing, but he did hear her cry out and he's just taking aim towards that deck where those turrets are. He's just trying to hit them or bring it down. He's basically throwing everything he has at these things.
1: All right. Give me a gunnery roll.
0: So what's the difficulty?
1: Easy. You're using a ship's gun to fire against something that operates on personal scale. It's just easy.
0: Well, that's good because I barely passed with one success.
1: Okay. One success is enough that you blast away those auto turrets and most of the observation deck, blowing just a giant hole in the side of this cloning facility. Nienna has to duck and hold her hands over her head in order to protect herself from the shrapnel that is flying down but you didn't have any threats, so it doesn't actually hurt her.
0: Through the speakers on this thing, she hears, oh, Butterfingers, get in! And he's spinning this thing back around, so the back of the ship is facing her.
1: Okay. And Niana takes a couple of running jumps and leaps forward to get into the ship. With the ships that have been blown around and left on this landing bay, you don't quite have a clear shot to get out of here.
0: How thin are these walls? Never mind, I'll check. And Castian's aiming towards uh, an outer wall. And he's going to make his own exit. All right. And he's going to fire away.
1: Give me another gunnery roll. Why not? Well, once again, be easy. However, you do have a setback die for the integrity of the wall.
0: Again, one success. Castian, he's going to buy one of these. <laughs>
1: You blast your way through, the paint on the sides is scraped off as the hole that you've blasted is just barely large enough for you, and out you go into the dark and stormy Kaminoan night.
0: Niana, get up here. I need your help. Yes. Yes. What is it? I can't really see. This doesn't really have headlights. And the sensors are off. And what am I supposed to do about that? I don't know. Give me words of encouragement, Castian says, hoping that he's not aiming towards a giant wave as he's flying this thing in pitch black.
1: Oh, it's not entirely pitch black. Remember, there are those giant lightning strikes that have been hitting the platforms here. In fact, I think I need a planetary piloting check.
0: Castian does not pilot.
1: In order to not get hit by one of these.
0: Niana, co-pilot seat now.
1: She sits right down.
0: Is she better at
1: piloting than I? Probably not.
0: With her at the helm with me, do I get a blue die?
1: I will give you a blue die.
0: Okay. And what's the difficulty, Angela?
1: This is going to be a hard check with two setback dice.
0: As bad as that roll was, I only did just get an advantage with no threats, no failures, or no successes. So that's actually a win.
1: Kind of. It still counts as a failure. So the the ship does take a direct hit by one of these lightning blasts the panels on your dashboard flicker for a moment and go out before they all light up. Apparently, they just needed an extra jolt of energy, so you are going to have a boost die on your next piloting check because you're going to have all of your indicators and tools in front of you.
0: Is it the same difficulty?
1: Yes. You do not want to take another direct hit.
0: I don't. I have three threats and a success.
1: You blasted out into the night. Did you have a destination in mind that you're piloting towards? Yeah,
0: the uh, platform that we crash landed our ship onto.
1: All right. So you bank a hard left coming around from the back of the cloning facility so you can see those platforms that you navigated across earlier. They are once again coming into sight. But again, a bolt of lightning comes down, crashing not directly on the ship, but cutting through the sky in front of you. You have to take evasive maneuvers in order to avoid it. And the banking and turning of the ship, it's just a little too much for this ad hoc, jerry-rigged ship. And while all of those instruments came up for a moment, they flatline again. All of them do, and the engine cuts out. Why isn't the ship making any noise?
0: Because it's sleeping. Why do you think it's not making any noise? Um, um, uh, Castian's going to think for a second, and then he's going to remember when he was trying to escape through Lamared, literally through the uh, conjunction, I think it was called. Yes, it was. And he looks towards Niana, looks outside, and then he holds out a hand towards her and says, uh, as Master Yoda once said, I think uh, size matter not, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, so, so yes. help me, and he grabs her hand, and I guess they're going to try to combine their force power to lift, not fly this thing. It's more of a controlled glide in. Just
1: it's the net nearest landing pad.
0: Exactly. So we're going to try to glide it. Oh. Glide it. So. I have a force strength of one, which allows me to do a silhouette one.
1: Niana also has the ability to move something at silhouette one. This ship is definitely larger than silhouette one, but since you're not trying to actively lift it, it's more prevent it from nosediving into the ocean. I'm going to let the two of you do this,
0: or try to do this.
1: Yes because it is going to be a formidable check. Great. That is difficulty five. (laughs) Okay. You're adding an additional green die to your roll since there's nothing to upgrade. She has the same rank as you do. And also, now that you are literally touching her again, you have the effect of battle meditation. You have one automatic success. Just to add a little bit of color to this roll, literally, I'm upgrading one of those purple die to a red, introducing the possibility that even with that one guaranteed success from Battle Meditation, you could still roll a Despair.
0: Okay, I succeeded. We got four successes. What? Yes, and a triumph. No. Wow but seven threats. So that's
1: an impressive amount of successes, especially for this level of difficulty. So you know what? You are able to actually get a little bit of lift on this ship as you are aiming for the, the docking pad. And in fact, it's even the one that is right next to the one where your ship is landed. There's not enough space on there for two ships to be there, but you're able to get to the adjoining platform. But you were able to nose up the ship. And with the systems offline, that landing ramp in the back opens. And you have a very round astromech droid that rolls around, knocking aside those empty containers that you'd put them behind. And bone rolls out the back of the troop transport into the roiling ocean of Camino.
0: No, no, Castian. Doesn't even have to think about this. Almost instantly, it's almost instinctual that he knows Bone's in trouble, and he just yells at Niana, uh, "You got the wheel with his triumph. I'm sure she'll be fine." Yes. Castian is ripping himself out of this, out of that chair, and he is running, and then just diving uh, out of the ship towards Bone, since he is already out of range to, you know, use his the Force to grab him. Mm-hmm. And Castian's going down for him.
1: And with that triumph. You're going to be able to grab Bone. Absolutely, you catch him before he hits the ocean. But there's nothing you can do to stop the downward momentum of the two of you, and you splash into the waves. You cough and struggle for a moment, the breath knocked out of you before you're able to get back to the surface, paddling desperately. You spent your very, very, very early formative years on a world with oceans, and it's a little bit like riding a bike swimming, so it comes back to you. You're able to keep your head above water, and it helps that your helpless person that you're saving doesn't actually need to breathe either. But as you come back up, you see that phosphorescent light of the jellyfish creatures under the waves beginning to encircle you.
0: Damn it, Castian says. Angela, I'm going to spend my destiny point you just gave me. Castian is immediately, like, reaching into Bone, feeling around the inside of him and activating something. And I want to activate a water safety uh, mechanism of his. It's a flotation device (laughs) that basically pops around Bone so he's not going to sink. I'll allow it. And Castian is grabbing the rope, like the little rubber rope, and just like tying it around one arm, and then activating his lightsaber in the other, and just screams out towards Poseidon himself, come at me!
1: Oh, and it will. The long tentacles of the jellyfish, and with the waves and the darkness, you're unable to tell whether this is one jellyfish or multiple ones, or how long exactly this arm of it is, but it is coming for your leg. So, it is going to roll, trying to wrap one of those jellyfish tentacles around you. And with one success, that jellyfish tentacle gets around your leg.
0: Castian is going to try to cut it off with his lightsaber.
1: Okay. Since this is melee combat, it is always average, but this is not an average environment for having a lightsaber fight and this is not an average encounter so we're upgrading one of those difficulty
0: Is this multiple opponents or just one?
1: Technically, this is just one opponent, but it's one opponent with a ton of arms. So, I will let you use your talent that lets you that gives you a bonus against multiple attackers.
0: Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 5 successes. So, with my lightsaber, I think that's 12 points of just of damage.
1: Absolutely. The water hisses and sizzles as the electric blade of the lightsaber cuts through it, attacking this creature, this leviathan that is coming for you. And you hack off a couple of arms, but more keep coming.
0: You won't get him. You won't get him! How far away are we from a platform? Any platform. Anything that looks like, hey, that floats.
1: So all of these platforms are on pedestals or stilts. You're a couple of meters from the bottom of one of them, but it's medium range to get to the top of it. So it would be a difficult climb. Without bone. Yes, without bone. Of course, I know you have some things that can augment your climbing ability. However, before we get to that, the jellyfish wraps more of its arms around you. It almost seems like it's sprouting them as quickly as you can cut them off, like a multi-headed hydra. And with the three successes, it is actually able to entangle you in its arms. You are going to be immobilized for a round.
0: And what does immobilize mean?
1: It means that you cannot move.
0: So I can't attack?
1: Not physically. If you have a force power that would let you do something, you can do that. But your lightsaber is essentially pinned to your side.
0: Okay, so I'm wrapped up. Is my lightsaber still on, though? It's pinned to my side, but it's still on.
1: Yes. If you would like it to be on, it is on.
0: Can I use force move on myself and spin me?
1: Ooh, I'm intrigued.
0: It's a discipline check, probably. But yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to use force move on myself.
1: I like it. I like it. It's hard. It's hard. You've never tried this before. You have no idea if this is going to work, Castian.
0: I got two dark side points, a light side point, and a success and a triumph.
1: (laughs) right. I love it. So with a triumph, please describe how you corkscrew yourself using the force out of the arms of a giant phosphorescent jellyfish.
0: First off, I need to take my two corruption. Castian feels himself get pulled down under the water and he's wrapped up in these tendrils and he's bound and he just in this murky darkness with the only light is the glow of his lightsaber next to his eye, he suddenly just has a kind of a flashback as he's being pushed through the crowd during one of these slave trades, and people are scattering around him, grabbing him, kind of like grabbing his face to touch to see many teeth he has, seeing his arms, seeing if he's like able to, you know, stand properly. So everybody's just grabbing him and twisting him, and Castian is just screaming out for the only one he knows to scream out for, which is his mom, which he hasn't seen in years and no one is stopping, and everyone is touching him. Let the hate flow through you. Get off me! Castian screams as he just suddenly spins around in the opposite direction, his blade just moving in a perfect arc, and he's almost like a tornado of hatred right now as uh, like tendrils are flying away from him, and he literally just kind of burst out of the water briefly before landing back in. And his face is just enraged as this thing has just brought him back to a very dark time. And Castian immediately doesn't wait for this thing to attack. He's going on the offensive now, just trying to find where this thing is located. And he's just hacking away at anything that's in his way.
1: With that triumph, I'm going to let you narrate what that looks like. You swim forward hacking and slashing as different tendrils and arms come for you, and after a couple of meters, you find the gelatinous blanket, it looks like, under the water. It has to be 20, 30 meters in diameter. It's larger than the troop transport you were just on.
0: Castian dives deep, goes deep into this water cutting away at tendrils until he sees this giant gelatinous mass in front of him and suddenly it almost looks like a dark shadow around castian a dark energy about him and when he blinks when he opens his eyes again they're no longer they don't have the white of his pupil his pupil is just completely dark and he thrusts his lightsaber forward, and it's like the force propels him again uh, with a power that he does not possess. And he flies towards this thing like almost a missile, and his lightsaber just pierces right through it.
1: But The water becomes viscous as Viscera pours out of the jellyfish into the water. It is no match against the lightsaber.
0: And Angela paid me a couple points of corruption in order to do that. How many was it again? So with that extra boost of very dark
1: energy, I feel like that's a five conflict. When you pop back up above the surface of the water, you realize that as that darkness overcame you, it made you forget about the whole reason that you had dove into the water in the first place and Bone is floating away a couple of meters from you. You're able to swim back and grab him, but you are now pretty far away from the next set of stilts. You're basically out in open ocean.
0: Castian takes a deep breath, wipes the gore off his face because he is just covered in it. Even dunking his face into the water, he still just has that gelatinous goop on him. Yes. And after deactivating his lightsaber, he begins trying to make it to a stilt, but he is exhausted.
1: Yes, absolutely. With the last of your strength, you're able to swim up to the nearest stilt. Luckily, it has a access ladder on it, so if you wish, you can climb it.
0: Yes, Castian will climb it.
1: And when you are back up to the top of the platform, utterly exhausted, and spent from your exertion in the water and the depth of the force flowing through you and still carting around the dead weight of a turned off bone. Luckily, because I am a kind and generous GM, the platform that you climbed up on is the
0: one where you and Nienna
1: crashed the troop transport.
0: And is Niana still in the ship or she out?
1: Nienna has actually been running back and forth across the bridge connecting the two platforms, taking components from the troop transport and hauling them to her ship. She's not an expert mechanic by any means, but she has an idea of what sort of of parts she needs.
0: So at one point she turns, runs across the bridge, drops some mechanical things off, and then when she turns back towards the bridge, there's Castian, completely drenched, with his lightsaber ignited, and he's just staring daggers at her.
1: Castian.
0: But you going to come back for me or are you just going to leave me to die?
1: We know that those probe droids were likely able to get off a message. We need to be ready to fly.
0: Oh, so you just had faith that I'd get out of there on my own. And he raises his lightsaber at her, just angry. You and Kida always just assume I'll get out of things on my own. You never come back for me. I always have to escape. Why doesn't anyone come back for me?
1: I'm so sorry, Castian. I didn't even think.
0: You didn't even think, of course. Because I'm not on anyone's mind. You don't know how it feels to know that every time I call out for help, the only thing there to give me power is the dark side. It's the only thing that ever answered me in the darkness.
1: That's not true.
0: Yes, it is. Castian deactivates his lightsaber and he grabs his backpack and he just tosses it at her. Take it. Take the damn holocron for yourself. I don't want to be a Jedi. I don't want to learn anything about the Jedi. Go and find all your younglings and all your teachings and do what Jedis do best. All I ask is you drop me off at the nearest planet so I can get the hell away from you. And then Castian is going to walk past her dragging Bone into the dry ship. And then he's going to set Bone down, and as she's watching, she sees that Castian is cupping Bone as if he is a wounded friend, and he's hugging him. Yeah, Castian's just ignoring her. She could fix the ship.
1: Nienna does some of the mechanical work herself, and at one point, after a couple hours of work with you still just sitting there with Bone, she turns to you and says, There have not been enough people in this galaxy supporting you, Castian. I'm sorry for being one of the people that failed you, but I'm glad that there's somebody out here that you are willing to risk your life for. That is perhaps the most truest manifestation of the light side of the Force that I have ever seen. The dark side does not teach the meaning of friendship like that.
0: How long until we blast off?
1: Thirty minutes.
0: Castian turns towards her and hands her data disk. I was able to pull that off a bone. That's whatever you're looking for.
1: I hope that removing this from his system repairs whatever rogue programming seems to have overtaken him. What was on the screen when he reactivated?
0: Orla 66.
1: Have you heard of that before?
0: No, I haven't. But let me tell you this, Niana. He leans forward. Zakif's toy recorded their escape, like I said. The one thing I didn't tell you is this. Those clone troopers were being led by someone with a lightsaber, and not a red lightsaber. Your order fell because of a Jedi. Then he's just walking away. It's salt on the wound, but he's 12 corruption. He's angry.
1: Of course, at this point, you're back in Nienna's ship, which we established was not a very large area for you to storm away dramatically in, but she gets the point.
0: And Castian is going to spend the next couple days, because it takes a couple days. If we're heading back to Rishi, it takes a few days. He's just just going to be working on Bone.
1: And by the time you re-enter the Rishi system, you have Bone active again. He definitely has some pretty major cosmetic damage from the blasts that he was exposed to, but his internal systems, his self is fine. However, he has no memory of anything that happened on Camino.
0: Nothing happened. We got the data disc, things went awry, and we got out. I don't know why you're wet. You slipped, you fell, I pulled you out. It wasn't very exciting.
1: He spits some water in your face.
0: Thank you for that.
1: It is a very silent ship as you re-enter the Rishi system and Niana enters the atmosphere of the planet. When she sets you down at the spaceport, she turns to you before shutting down the engine. She has your rucksack in her lap. I don't feel right taking this.
0: It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't work with me. Niana, you don't understand. You call out for the light side and Kida shows up. I call out for the light side and I get nothing. I find nothing. There's something else out there feeding me. The answers I need to control this darkness inside me is not going to come from that holocron. So keep it. Or I'll sell it. Like Kida assumed I would. I need the credits. Or you can have it. I think the decision's pretty easy.
1: I suppose it is. I'll be sure that Kida sends some credits your way. Keep your money.
0: I want nothing from you and Kida anymore. I want nothing. Go fight your war. That's what Jedis are good for. Starting wars and ending them, apparently. Castian is turning away and marching, and he's laying a hand on Bone and says, Come along.
1: Bone gives a couple of confused beeps.
0: It doesn't matter. Nothing ever matters with them. And Castian's marching down the ramp, and Bone is following behind him.
1: Kita is waiting at the bottom of the landing ramp.
0: And Castian is just brushing past him, not saying a word. And the droid is giving off another beep as it stops in front of (whistles) Kita, Swerves its dome, and then just follows Castian.
1: Castian, what happened?
0: She's alive. She succeeded. Leave me alone. And he's walking away. Disappearing into the crowd of the uh, makeshift starport, which the pirates have put up. And as Castian's walking, Bone gives a few more beeps. he's like, nothing, nothing. I swear, it was a boring adventure. Nothing really happened. Don't worry your circuits about it. And there's a flashback. Castian is training as an Inquisitor, but he must be in his first days of training. He still has that feral look about him. His teeth have not been fixed. His hair is still ragged. He still has a bit of cuts and grime around his face, and he's in the Inquisitor's training facility. They're using just basic training staffs. Tremaine easily dodges and slams Castine in the face. And Castine falls down, growls, tries to bite Tremaine, and Tremaine again beats him. And Castian just won't give up. Every time he gets struck by Tremaine, Castian keeps on trying to attack until he's finally just almost a whimpering mass. You must have discipline. (laughs) I'm going to kill you, old man. I'm going to rip you apart. Castian snarls and he's going to uh, go for a kick with Tremaine, which Tremaine lazily blocks. But he doesn't realize that Castian's raking his long fingernails down the good side of Tremaine's face. The side that he's so vain about and just slices down it.
1: Tremaine raises the training staff between the two of you, forcing you away, almost like a pry bar. And then he comes back immediately with a vicious hit, smack on your head. And again, and again, and again.
0: And suddenly there is a shock to him as an R3 unit slams into him with a taser, stopping him. And suddenly the R3 unit is between him In Castian.
1: Tremaine sneers at the R3 unit standing in front of him. I should have had your processors wiped long ago. You've always had too much of a soft spot for these ferals. If you want him, he's yours to babysit. And Tremaine stomps off, abandoning the R3 unit that had been by his side for so much of your early days of your training, Castian.
0: And Castian looks up as this dome swivels down towards him. Castian just locks eyes with that indicator light. It's blue right now, by the way. And his snare just kind of turns confused as if he's never had someone stand up for him before.
1: We have another swipe, but we remain at the Imperial Palace. But in the present day, we see Tremaine, the good side of his face, not marred by ragged nail marks. As he strides through the upper levels of the Imperial Palace, where the most important members of the Inquisitorious, and really the Empire security, operate. He enters a dark room. My lord.
0: Tremaine.
1: We have found Castian Saya.
0: Where is the traitor?
1: He was last seen in the Rishi system. A pirate's paradise.
0: Pirates do not concern me, Tremaine. Bring him to me. I want him alive.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandable Solo Shot Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Solo Shot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.